Hi, it's Liana Bolden with Eternally Speaking Now. I'd like to start with Jeremiah 31, verse 14. The Lord says, I will satiate the soul of the priests with abundance, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness. Isn't that beautiful? Well, something special came as a result of teaching through the book of Ruth at a women's Bible study a couple months ago. It was so powerful that I documented it in my journal when it happened, and initially I thought it was just private for me. (laughs) But as time passed, the Holy Spirit prompted me to share it with a friend, and then another friend, and then another, and then one more. (laughs) At that point, it was apparent I was to share it with all of you. So following is what transpired, as chronicled in my journal a few months ago. Right in the middle of teaching a Bible study segment, when I came across the words threshing floor, as I read Ruth chapter 3 out loud, I was hit so mightily by the Holy Spirit. Just when I said the words threshing floor, it just, I don't know, it hit me. And I, I literally stood there, stood still, frozen. Within a split second, a series of things had simultaneously hit me. One of those things that happened within that split second was, As the words threshing floor fell out of my mouth, they made a U-turn back around and penetrated my soul, bypassing my human understanding, literally leaving me spiritually stunned. It's just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. The second thing that happened simultaneously in that split second was various people in the Bible who experienced God at a threshing floor flash before my mind. David, Gideon, Joseph, Uzzah, Ruth, (laughs) and I melted. I just felt like I was linked together with each person all at once. Not with my brain or intellectual knowledge, but with my spirit and my heart deep within. Well, all this left me longing to just run away and leave that room and and be alone with Jesus. (laughs) It was an unexpected yearning within me that I couldn't grasp. And it was all spurred on by the phrase threshing floor. Well, I had to move on with teaching there in the class. So I told the women there's great rich richness to be found in a Bible study if you wanted to search through the scriptures on the words threshing floor. And I encouraged them to do that on their own. And I made a mental note to do so myself as well. A few nights later, Unsuspectingly, I just got up from my regular middle-of-the-night prayer time in my prayer room. I did happen to be dealing at that time with some strong emotions and difficult situations, so my prayers were especially raw and needy that evening. At some point in the middle of talking with the Lord, my spirit sensed him say, Liana, lay down on my threshing floor. Ah, man, immediately in that moment, just identifying with the intimacy of this invitation, I just began to cry. I took my towel, I laid it down on the floor, and I crawled down on my side, just curled up at the feet of Jesus, like Ruth did with Boaz. I can't tell you how just precious and personal and amazing this was, just the timing and in that moment, it was it was also very real. Would you like to know what 
kept pouring out of my mouth as I laid there with my Savior on our threshing floor that night. Take me under your wing, Jesus. I find refuge under the shadow of your wing. It was a merging of the two times that this is spoken in Ruth, at a threshing floor, by the way, a merging of that with the same phraseology repeated in Psalm 91. Here are a few verses, Ruth 3, verses 4, 7, and 9. It says, And you shall go in, uncover his feet, and lie down, and he will tell you what you should do. That's what Naomi told her daughter-in-law, Ruth, to do with Boaz on his threshing floor. Well, the next verse says that Boaz went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain, and this again was at a threshing floor, and she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. And he said, Who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And here's Psalm 91, verses 1 and 4. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. God will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. So as I reclined there on a lowly bath towel that night, I just continued to pray. But I prayed as if to be Ruth herself, recognizing my position of desperation and dependence. And I tell you, at some point, I identified with Ruth so intensely, it's as if time stopped and I was transported back in history, literally living her reality as a Moabitess, a woman from Moab, a foreign land who needed a redeemer a provider, a protector, a defender, as one who had no hope but him, and as one who was eventually grafted in to a spiritually royal family to be used of the Lord through a string of events orchestrated by God to bring Christ to the world. This was Ruth's story, and somehow it became mine. And now <laughs> it can be yours for Ruth's reality is each of ours on God's threshing floor. So I leave you with the challenge. <laughs> Bowing before the Lord has long been a familiar position for me, but it's somehow maximized now through the Lord's personal prompting to do so with a threshing floor mindset. Oh, bride of Christ, Jesus is calling all of us He's wooing each of us onto his threshing floor. <laughs> you may be wondering then, uh, so what exactly does that mean? I believe the key is found in embracing the biblical significance of threshing and winnowing. So to do this, if you know my style, my style of studying these things, I went back and looked at the Hebrew root word for threshing floor thresh, and winnow in the Bible. And I'd like to share that with you. So let's look at this together. The Hebrew word for threshing floor is goren, G-O-R-E-N. And here are its definitions. Okay. Threshing floor means to smooth, made even, an open area, barn floor, 
Yes, the floor of a barn. A corn floor <laughs> and a void space. Okay, so threshing floor is smooth, made even, open area, barn floor, corn floor, void space. Now, the threshing floor is where threshing and winnowing take place, which begs the question, what does it mean to thresh and winnow? So let's look up the Hebrew word for thresh. And when we do, we find it means D-U-W-S-H, douche, which is defined as, ready? Thresh means to trample, to break, to tear, and to tread down. And finally, the Hebrew word for winnow is zara, which means to toss about, to diffuse, to cast away, compass, disperse, fan, scatter away, spread, and strew. So let's put this together, okay? On a physical level, the threshing floor is where, after having been reaped, the harvested grain or corn is taken. It's then threshed, crushed by a heavy sledge or grinding wheel, which loosens the grain from its stalk. Once ground, the milled mixture is winnowed, tossed up in the air where the wind separates the edible grains from the husk or the chaff. Are you capturing this powerful is illustration and its application? Oh, listen, the threshing floor exemplifies intimate worship. It's a place of surrender, of separation, of sanctification. And it's a condition of our heart and a work of the Lord together at the same time, where our obedience to just come undone before him merges with his purifying presence, releasing us to be nourished and strengthened so that we may then in turn be used of him to feed and empower others. This is awesome. One of the friends with whom I shared this experience summarized it perfectly. She said, the threshing floor is the need to remove the world from us. It's the process of dying to self and being transformed into his likeness. There is suffering in the process of the crushing. But she then concluded by acknowledging the separation of our new life in Christ is like the wheat from our old nature, which is the chaff. Quote, death is swallowed up and we now embody his life. End quote. Amen, right? Did you know Ruth's very name means friend or friendly? And what she did was obedient, intentional, and selfless, and our calling is nothing less. Jesus says in John 15, verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Spending time with Jesus at the threshing floor has become a regular part of my time alone with him. The way that the Lord has ministered to me as I've taken this posture is phenomenal. Will you do the same? Friend, if you are hesitating to approach the threshing floor because trampling and breaking and crushing <laughs> don't sound very appealing, please keep in mind what is actually taking place. You bring your messy, mixed-up emotions to him, and he separates the lies from the truth, bringing you comfort and clarity. You bring your impossible situations to him, and the wind of his spirit fans away 
all confusion, revealing unimagined solutions to your problems. You bring your strongholds to him and he tramples, tears, and treads them down, leaving you with freedom, courage, and fresh revelation. You bring your fear, bitterness, anger, sorrow, insecurity, and pain to him and he casts it all away, tossing it out as useless chaff, replacing it with purity of mind and heart. Wow, but wait, as if that's not enough, would you like to know what happened as Ruth left Boaz's threshing floor? She went away full. Check this out. Ruth 3 verses 15 to 17 says, So Boaz said to Ruth, Bring the shawl that is on you and hold it. And when she held it, he measured six ephahs of barley and laid it on her. Then she went into the city. When she came to her mother-in-law, Naomi said, Is that you, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her. And she said, These six ephahs of barley he gave me. For he said to me, Listen, do not go empty-handed to your mother-in-law. To say that Ruth went away full is an understatement. Not only was she abundantly endowed with grain that provided for her and Naomi in the present, but her seed upon marriage with Boaz would eventually lead to the birth of Christ in the future. Yes, Jesus, the Son of God and Savior of the world, the one born on the floor of a humble barn. The one born on a barn floor in Bethlehem. He, Jesus, is a direct descendant of Ruth and Boaz. Oh, people, what if Ruth had never gone to the threshing floor? Let us not miss our opportunity either. God's threshing floor is humble. It's simple and approachable, like a barn floor or a corn floor. His threshing floor is smooth. It's even, stable, and secure. Jesus is our safe place and open area where we can be honest, fearlessly admitting our weaknesses and need. It's where our void spaces are made full with his abundance. And then he sends us out with more than enough to share with our friends. <laughs> He will not let us leave empty-handed. Oh, how wonderful, how beautiful, how bountiful, how full.